0: Hello, Rebels of the sharp Pollution. Normally, I start off this podcast by saying hi, but I'm going to start this one off by saying hydration. We know how important hydration is for our bodies. It's the thing that keeps us running, right? You want to be a well-oiled machine. You want to be running efficiently. You know what can help you run efficiently? Liquid IV. It is the category-winning... Hydration brand fueling your well-being, and their Hydration Multiplier is the one product that you are missing in your daily routine. It comes in a little stick that's a powder, and in just one stick, you get five essential vitamins and two times faster hydration than water alone. If you use it first thing in the morning, maybe before a workout, when you feel run down, maybe after a long night out and doing a little partying, you know what I mean? And even, what if you have like a long flight or something like that and you just bleh, right? We all feel that way, bleh. So and this... To your water, and that convenient packaging can go with you anywhere you go. Even if you're going to the gym, or you're traveling, or you're at work, and maybe you didn't have a great breakfast, at least it's something that will fuel you up in the morning. And there's a whole bunch of flavors that are available, like sea berry, strawberry lemonade, Concord grape, lemon lime, pina colada, tropical punch, watermelon, strawberry, passion fruit, guava, acai berry. Did I say that right? I never know how to say that, but those are just some of the flavors. Here's some statistics for you folks. One stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water contains five essential vitamins. B3, B5, B6, B12, and even vitamin C. And we all know how important those B vitamins are. It's got three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks. It's made with premium ingredients. It's non-GMO and it is free from gluten, dairy, and soy. I'm going to offer you a great deal, Rebels. If you go to liquidiv.com and use Offer code SHERPA, you can get 20% off of anything that you order on that site when you're shopping for some better hydration. So that's Liquid IV. Check it out at liquidiv.com. podcast that you're listening to is being presented to you in cooperation with the SJ Network. If you're a person who'd like to appear on a podcast, contact Stephen Joyner at s-j-network.com. Let's get on with the show. Today's guest on Too Many Podcasts is Jim Fanera, the host of The Courageous Entrepreneur. Jim has an extensive background in marketing and advertising. Do you know why the actor in the prescription drug commercial crossed the road? To get to the other side effects. Welcome to Too Many Podcasts, the podcast about podcasts. Now, podcasting from the Sherpa Chalet on Mount Podcastia, here's your host, Jim, the Podcast Sherpa. Hello there, Rebels of the Sherpalution. Welcome to Too Many Podcasts. It is the podcast about podcasts. And it is I, Jim, the Podcast Sherpa, and my mission, yes, my mission for Every single episode is to take you through the heights and valleys of Mount Podcastia, and we're going to check out every single podcast that's out there. Every single one of them. We're not going to leave one single podcast unturned. How do you unturn a podcast? I don't know. But anyway, uh, we are here, and for this week, you know, I have to offer a special shout-out to a couple of very important ladies. One, the lovely Sherpa Bride, because I'll tell you why. Like, okay, pay attention. It's coming. Her physical therapist, the lovely and talented Carly, was talking with her. And she said, you know, my boyfriend started up a podcast. And she said, oh, really? And she said, my husband has one. So they played matchmaker. <laughs> and we got to do an interview together. And this is our guest today. Who's our guest today, Sherpa? His name is Jim Fanera. He is the host of the Courageous Entrepreneur. And you know, I don't really talk about a lot of business podcasts on here, but I like Jim's show. It's on YouTube and Spotify exclusively. And he's a really good interviewer. And uh, we we will talk a little bit about that later. And uh, I had a really enjoyable time getting to know him. It's a short interview, but what he says is really important. And he really gets that message across in a very brief period of time. And He's an interesting guy. Uh, the show is definitely worth checking out if you are an entrepreneur or you're curious about how entrepreneurs got where they are today. And that's what this podcast is all about. So we spent a little time chatting and you will get to hear that right now. And following that, we will have some Sherpa samples for you. So without any further ado, let's check out my interview with Jim Fenara of The Courageous Entrepreneur. Hello there, Rebels. We are here in the entrepreneurial room of the Sherpa Chalet. My guest today is Mr. Jim Fanara. He's a newcomer to the podcast biz, as they say. He's got a new show that you should be checking out. It is called The Courageous Entrepreneur, where he gets to talk to uh, all sorts of people who are naturally entrepreneurs. And Jim is right here. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Jim. It's a pleasure to to be on.
0: What's is your background, uh, are you an entrepreneur yourself or do you just have a natural curiosity towards these folks?
1: Yeah, so I always I always had a natural curiosity towards entrepreneurship and just starting businesses and starting projects in general. Um, me personally, I've been on my own entrepreneurial journey for about two years mm-hmm. uh, where I'm, I worked as a marketing consultant for, for various uh, companies. And then before that, I was working at uh, advertising agencies and really, I was obsessively listening to podcasts the whole time. Mm-hmm. So whether on the way to work or on the way back to work, I was listening to to something about how someone started their business and and everything like that. So that was kind of my inspiration behind what I'm doing now. I'm just like, okay, you know, I feel like I've listened to enough podcasts. Maybe um, it's time to get on the mic instead.
0: Yeah, I know you said that uh, the Guy Raz one, uh, the How I Built This, was a big deciding factor
1: yeah how i built this was a huge influence on me i think i went through a period where i listened to like almost every episode of that show just like religiously like when it came out every week mm-hmm. like a first to download and and that that's really in the style where, I, where i'm wanting push towards um i think this podcast is fantastic
0: you know when you're doing i guess advertising and marketing and you know i guess you're taking on your client you know you're taking on your clients and you know you're setting up some sort of platform for them to present their products or services and they're in the spotlight now all of a sudden you've got a podcast where you're in the spotlight and you're kind of dragging you know eliciting that information out of your guests how how weird is that a transition for you
1: yeah i know it's it's definitely interesting what i find is that a podcast interview is very similar to like a consulting call mm-hmm. uh, where instead of asking questions about the dynamics of the business, I'll just be asking questions about, you know, the details of their their story in, involved in creating that business. So I actually found it like a pretty natural transition because if I'm, you know, on a Zoom call with a potential client or, or one of my clients, I'm usually asking a, a ton of questions anyway. <laughs>
0: Oh, okay, so then, yeah, I guess that's a yeah that does make it a very natural uh, transition. Now, when you get to talk to people, I mean, you're talking to people from all different fields in your show. I know you've got like well, so many episodes out. Do you, do you see like a common thread when you talk to them about their drive, or do you think that there's like a a different drive between all of the people that you've spoken to? Yeah, so um,
1: I've done about seven interviews so far for the podcast. So I mean, you know, still my first season mm-hmm. and. The the guests I've had on so far are it's a lot of personal contacts that I know from just being in the industry and things like social media like Twitter or now you know we're calling it X. So where it's been so far is a lot of younger entrepreneurs, um, maybe just getting started in their journey, or they've been they're working for a couple of years and you know they're seeing some success, but they haven't hit like that breaking point yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm almost catching them like midway in their story. And then I'm hoping we can do like a round two with some of them in a couple of years and and see, you know, how far, um, how really, how far they've gotten. And then, and then overall theme of the type of business, it's, it's a lot of online businesses, um, social media based companies, um, things like that. Mm
0: -hmm. Now, do you think that like now is a good time to be an entrepreneur for folks or, is is there ever a good time or you just got to kind of dive into it
1: i think you really have to believe in what you're doing and that's going to be the core of it no matter what time like what the timing is mm-hmm. so i think that you cuz just to have that that intensity and that drive behind what you're doing it it's really um has to kind of override whatever adversity you might be facing but in just in terms in in, in general at this time i think the advantage is there's so much information out there you can really figure out how to do a lot of different fields and maybe, you know, starting something that you didn't go to school for, or you know, you might not have as much background because you can find so much information on YouTube and on blogs. And, and so I, I think it really you have an advantage there. There's less of a hurdle to start a business, right? I can open a Shopify store tomorrow and like or by like you know in a week I could be having sales potentially. Right. So the speed is there, but at the same time, because of those two factors, there's also a lot more competition. So I think it, it balances out that way and it, it's easier to start a business and there's more information than ever to get started, but there's also a lot of people to compete with that are, you know, trying to start their own entrepreneur, entrepreneurial ventures.
0: Yeah. I, I think, you know, you definitely need that right frame of mind. And I, I it was funny uh, when we were texting back and forth, you had actually made a comment that being entrepreneur is definitely a, a state of mind more than, a title
1: yeah exactly that's why that's why i like to look at it as well um really like really i view like any creative act like something where you're bringing some creativity forth into the world i view that as an entrepreneur a bunch or so it could be someone you know creating music or like recording uh like a recording artist or you know um some type of art project like i don't i like to broaden the scope a little bit to beyond just pure business. Mm-hmm. Because I, I also find a lot of interest in those stories as well.
0: But what do you think uh, were some of the hardest challenges for you when you were starting out? Yeah. So when I
1: started out, I think really the main challenge for me was I was really going from like ground zero. Mm-hmm. So I had worked at a couple advertising agencies and one for a decent period of time. But when I decided to leave, I didn't leave with any clients or existing um contacts that I was bringing into my new business it was really just like from from ground zero so I kind of had to put a lot of effort in at first to do outreach to get on on sales calls with business owners um and really put in a lot of groundwork there before it it really I really reached a point I was like oh like this might work mm-hmm. right. so I think I think that was really the biggest hurdle for me
0: sure cuz you basically you're you're putting out your sign and even though you had experience you were still kind of unknown to the general public
1: yeah, exactly. It's like for better or for worse, I didn't um like plan on it as much, right? Mm-hmm. Like I knew I would want to do that at some point, but eventually I was like, you know what, now's the time I want to do it. But I didn't go into it with um like, oh, I'm gonna make sure I have these roots in place before I start my business. I kinda just like I kind of just jumped. Okay. Um, and then you're just talking to people who, you know, really don't even know you and you know, you're, you're trying to sell them on your services and you really have to prove prove yourself to them that you would be able to, to follow through on what you're saying and that you can help them.
0: Mm-hmm. What advice would you give to people who want to make the same dive that you did?
1: Well, the first advice I would give is um I'd say plan for like six months ahead. So if you want to start a business and um I would say give yourself a, a bit of runway before. You're really relying on that that income from the business to to carry you you through. Um, but give you know things aren't perfect, so if, if that situation doesn't occur, my best advice would be just to like at first work almost twice as hard as you think you should, um, because sometimes volume is, is the answer, mm-hmm. especially when you're getting started because you need to make those mistakes. And you, the more you pr- procrastinate or don't put yourself out there, the longer it, it's going to take to to get over those like initial. That initial learning curve.
0: Uh, with the show, I mean, like, it's, like we said, uh, you know, you've only done like about seven or eight episodes so far. Do you have any uh, dream guests for your show?
1: There's a, there's a long list. But I think the first one that comes to mind is Tim Ferriss. Sure. Um, just because he was probably the first podcast I really listened to. And it, it's really what got me started in both listening to podcasts, wanting to make my own podcast, but then also business in general. Because mm-hmm. um, he was very inspirational to me. So I think, I'd, I think I'd put Tim as number one on the list.
0: I checked out his podcast, w- one of his episodes, because I do, you know, the Sherpa samples and stuff like that. And you know, his story is very interesting, too. You know, how he just became a well-known author and he did the Was it the four-hour work week? That's that's what he's... Yeah, the four-hour
1: work week. That's his, That was like his... Um, his real claim to fame or what really propelled him to the public eye. Um, I think it's a little ironic now because I know he doesn't like the title um, as much. And that's really what he's known for, but he's, got, he's an interesting guy. Got a really cool story.
0: You know, When you uh, cite like somebody's interview style, it's very relaxed. It's, you know, it, it doesn't sound like you're listening to an interview with him, you know, and that's always like the goal of anybody that has a podcaster that you're having a, a conversation and it doesn't come across like an interrogation
1: yeah he and he, he has his way of, of really having the conversation very natural with the guest like you said yeah. it's it's not scripted questions um he usually likes to touch on topics that maybe other podcasts interviews haven't haven't gotten out the guest. so I, it's always a good listen mm-hmm. they're long too, so it's, it's uh if you're looking for like something to kill a couple hours <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's your guy. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Is there anybody else that's on that list that uh, that falls under? So
1: from podcasting investment, definitely Tim Ferriss. Um, and then one of my dream guests would be um if you've ever gone to a concert and you see like there's these new kind of like canned water, um, it's called liquid death. Okay. And so the founder of that company I find incredibly inspirational. His name's Mike Cesario. Um, because he, his goal with the company was to make um, something that's kind of boring like water and really market it in a way so it, it's more approachable to people so what he what he was aiming to do was take the same type of marketing that he might see for like coca-cola or doritos where it's it's very clever and catchy but bring that towards something that's like healthy for us right mm-hmm. that's the type of companies that I want to work for as a as a consultant. So, like his his whole story really inspires me. Um, and so I I would love to have him on one day. You know,
0: and that's got to be a real challenge too when you think about it. Like something that's very commonplace that you know you don't have to explain to people, but you want to market it so that yours sounds you know ahead of the pack, as it were.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think it's it's really important for some companies that are doing good in the world but you might not know at first and so you have to communicate that story and mm-hmm. that's where where the marketing really comes into play and the reason why Mike's story inspires me so much is because similar to me he worked at advertising agencies for i want to say like you know 8 8 or 10 years and he felt that like he just wasn't satisfied with how they did things and like the, the products he was working with and then he was like you know what I'm going to start my own company and use the marketing skills that I learned for, from this experience with the agencies to um to build it and it really just like took off. Mm-hmm. So you know it's kind of like like I see a lot of myself in in that story, which is which is why I would love to have him on.
0: <laughs> sure. Yeah, th- that makes sense. You know, and I was just about to ask you, you know, especially even when you're doing podcasting, marketing is such a big part of it too. So I was wondering when you worked for the ad agencies, were there any big hard and fast rules that you always had to kind of keep in mind when you were working with your clients?
1: Yeah. So my my background is is really advertising like advertising Uh so when i was working at at agencies we didn't i didn't have any podcasting clients
0: Uh uh-huh but i mean for anybody for any client really yeah
1: yeah i think like really the the hard and fast rules especially with like digital marketing is you have to keep in mind the intention span of the audience right and Uh that can apply to like whatever type of product you're you're marketing whether it's a podcast or a a service you have to grab their attention fast there's so many. Other things that they're looking at as as they're scrolling through their feed on whether it be Facebook or Instagram, and if if you can't hook them in and at least draw their attention, um, you're it's it's never going to see any traction. So I think that's especially in in modern marketing, that's almost the the first rule. It's like you really have to get that attention first.
0: Yeah, and and that is a big fight, in I think in podcasting too, because one, you know, people are only listening to so many podcasts a day, so you want to be able to catch their attention. And, you know, make yours, of course, you got to make yours stand out because there are a lot of the same topic. Like, I mean, there's hundreds of true crime podcasts and stuff like that. There's got to bring something unique to the table that you're not going to hear in the other ones. You know, it, there's, there's always that 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 standout factor, I guess. And that's probably what you had to do when you were doing the advertising, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. And like, you know, I definitely know what you mean with the podcast where you really have to have something unique now if you're bringing a podcast to the table.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: whereas before, maybe even like 10 years ago, right? You could just get on a call with anyone and start talking about about things and that might take off, right? Like even like obviously like Joe Rogan was famous mm-hmm. beforehand, but he wasn't like an A-list celebrity, right? But right. his podcast just took off because he was he was there early. But now um it has to have some type of unique spin to really, like you said, like draw their attention in. And I think that's why it's good to have podcasts about podcasts, right? So we can can filter through all the all the different ones and and, and let people know which ones to listen to
0: i I love talking about rogan because i find him very interesting too i i think what was really a big part of his success too was that he got a pretty early view of who his target audience was so he knew how to market to them and he knew what ads to put on so he would get you know, people to listen and, you know, and and buy these products and he would make a little money. And, you know, he was, he was like crazy, like a fox to do that. I mean, say what you want about his show, whether you like it or you don't like it, but He knows who his fans are and what they want to hear. So the guy knows how to deliver.
1: Yeah, he really does. If you're looking to like, you know, see the playbook for for marketing and getting your ideal customer engaged, Joe Rogan is almost like the the number one example, especially in recent years.
0: (laughs) Make sure that his picture is in the book, right? Yeah. (laughs) You know, because you are such a podcast fan, I was wondering, uh, what other podcasts do you like to listen to?
1: Yeah, so we're making Tim Ferriss, uh, the Tim Ferriss show, which I think is fantastic, and then uh, How I Built This, which is kind of my inspiration, and then I would like to throw a shout out to my friend's podcast. It's called uh, the Danny Miranda podcast. Okay, um, he's an absolutely amazing interview interviewer, and his the. The quality of interview that he gets from the guests is fantastic, so I always listen to his to his episodes when he when he puts them out. And I actually he's actually one of the guests on mine too. Um, I just had him on last week.
0: Uh, we have a portion of the show we call it shameless self promotion, you know a little something about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so if you could uh, let everybody know, you know where they can see you, hear you, follow you, or whatever else they, if you want them to pray to you, you can do that too. <laughs> shameless
1: self promotion i guess anyone that's interested in listening to the podcast is the courageous entrepreneur and right now i'm publishing that on spotify uh youtube and apple podcasts then i'm pretty active on social media in creating content um and so the main channels i use are instagram and twitter or x and so for both those channels it's uh jim under, underscore underscore fanara and i you post there a couple times a week just mainly um marketing advice and and things i'm seeing going on in the field or experimenting with
0: his name is jim finara the courageous entrepreneur is the name of his show jim thanks a lot for coming on the show
1: thank you so much jim it was a pleasure
0: now it's time for sherpa samples if you've got a podcast you'd like us to sample contact us and we'll mention your name on the show Now it's time for Sharper Samples, and this is where I get to look at the podcast charts and tell you a little bit about some of those shows that are on said charts. Said? Yeah, I said it. That's right. We will kick it off with talking about a few news podcasts that I was listening to. Uh, The first is On the Media, and it is a presentation by WNYC, who I believe also presents Stereolab, which is a really cool podcast. This was a news podcast uh, about suing big oil companies in order to save the planet. And the lawsuits continue in the other news podcast that I listen to, which is called Today Explained. And this episode had to do with suing Amazon for their antitrust policies. And the third one, everything's in threes, I don't know why in this little edition, is the Matt Walsh Show. Uh, Matt Walsh is part of the network known as The Daily Wire, uh, which is owned by Ben Shapiro. And for those of you who know who Ben Shapiro is, it is a far-right conservative news network. Uh, I guess also Candace Owens is on there that we've sampled. Well, what can I say? If you've got the political views that Matt Walsh does, then maybe you will enjoy it, uh, There were a few comments on there that I really didn't agree with. I thought were uh, a little bit out of line. Uh, Particularly uh, some of the comments that he made about uh, the host of the podcast that I'm going to mention to you next. And it's called Getting Curious with Jonathan Van Ness. And the episode that he did was about pockets. You know, why do we have pockets? And he actually interviewed a pocket expert. You didn't think that there was one, would you? But voila, they had a fascinating conversation about Pockets. Uh, he also does other podcasts called Pretty Curious and Curious Now, and those episodes vary depending on the subject matter of the podcast. I guess getting curious is just kind of a general curiosity show. On the True Story podcast list, we got to check out Magnificent Jerk, which is hosted by Maya Lynn Sugarman, who found out that Her uncle wrote a screenplay that later starred Rob Lowe as a drug addict (laughs) and Burt Reynolds. I don't really remember this movie, but it turns out that this was loosely based on her uncle's life and uh, the dark past that he had covered up, I guess. And also we checked out Murder in Apartment 12 had to do with the murder of a young woman named Nona Dirks. Meyer who was a beauty queen and this is hosted by Dateline uh, NBC News. So you know they always do really good stuff when it comes to the true crime episodes. I listened to a couple of episodes that had three hosts. Three! Count them three! First was Hey Riddle Riddle and it had three guys whom I guess were uh, improv comics and the whole show is based on uh, riddles and mysteries and they have guests on the show and they ask all sorts of questions like Which came first, the chicken or the egg? You know, stuff like that. I don't know. Uh, I'm guessing the omelet came first. Also, Freedom, which is hosted by Laura Lapkus, Scott Aukerman, and the very funny Paul F. Tompkins. Actually, all three of them are very funny. Actually, that's what they do on the show. They make each other laugh, and they have all sorts of different conversations about a lot of different topics. Very funny stuff. And the third of the three, the rest is football. Just call it soccer, will ya? And it's three former soccer players discussing their careers and all of their interesting stories, along with the current state of soccer. It kind of reminded me of Flying High with the uh, Kelsey brothers. Uh, Definitely that kind of insight into what goes on behind the scenes of a sport. And lastly, there was Seymour with Dr. Sheila. Uh, The reason why I say doctor is for legal reasons that they had to put a question mark after the word doctor, instead of a period, and if you read a little bit closer, Dr. Sheila is actually played by the very funny Amy Poehler, and there are lots of other funny people in this podcast, which is really a spoof on uh, couples therapies podcasts. Uh, It definitely made me laugh a lot. Anything with Amy Poehler makes me laugh. And speaking of being very serious, why don't we take a serious leap into the outro? Let's get back to the ship.
1: Sorry about that.
0: No! A hey, very special thanks to Jim Fanara of The Courageous Entrepreneur. Make sure you're checking out his podcast on YouTube or Spotify or wherever else. That podcast may show up. Okay, and how do I know he's a good interviewer? Because he interviewed me on his show as well. So I will be on there very soon. But when you see it, you'll understand why my podcast on YouTube, the sherpa Pollution channel... Is not video. <laughs> I think it will answer many, many questions that you may have had inside your head. But if you follow me on social media—Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok—usually, uh, I will give you the details of when I will be appearing on the show, and I will provide you the YouTube link on my socials so you can check it out. And please do—it's a really good conversation. It was a lot of fun. I I stayed relatively serious. I, I think, I don't know what relatively serious is anymore, but I think (laughs) that will do it for me, folks. Next week, uh, we will be interviewing a lady named Jamie Beebe, and she is the co-host of a podcast called Strictly Stalking, and Jamie's got an interesting story, too. As an entrepreneur, she owns a bikini company, really, and uh, she is also a Hollywood casting director. See, now, if there's a movie that's looking for a guy who looks like he got beat up by a family of badgers... I will be her first call. I'm looking forward to that. So Lord, Mr. Bruce, I think we can head on out of here and we will see you next time. And until then, Rebels, I say, viva la pollution! Thanks for listening to too many podcasts. Please disperse. You can go home now. I said you can go home now. Viva la pollution. Viva la Shepelution Yo, come back now, you hear? You know, Rebels, if you've been checking out some of my promotional ads on social media, you will be aware that I have been using a lot of AI programs to help me create ads. But you know what? There's a lot more uses for AI than just funny little videos. And I'd like to introduce one of our new sponsors, Podium. It is a leader in creating AI tools for podcasters. Now, let's say you've got a podcast and maybe you're even thinking of doing a podcast. You're probably wondering, well, how can AI be integrated with your workflow? I'll tell you about Podium. As a podcaster, you know that writing show notes and creating chapters and transcribing episodes takes a lot of time and it can cost you a lot of money too. But you know what? That's where Podium comes in. It's an AI tool designed specifically for creators and podcasters with the goal of making post-production tasks quick and easy. And in just a few minutes, Podium generates show notes, chapters, summaries, clips for social media, a full transcript, suggested episode titles, social media posts, and more. Whew, that's a lot of work for one little program. You your show notes are key to your podcast's success because it helps new listeners find your podcast and they'll know if it's a fit for them, you know, kind of like too many podcasts. It also improves your SEO, that's your search engine optimization, ooh, big phrase there, and overall accessibility. And with Podium, you can focus on creating a great podcast and let Podium's AI do the heavy lifting. But Podium isn't just for solo creators and podcasters. It's a game changer for editors, producers, marketers, agencies, and production studios, Teams that use podiums are able to increase workloads, decrease turnaround times, and improve their quality. How does it work? Very easy. First, go to Podium's website, and you'll see that link that's right there in the show notes. You get three hours free just to try it. Pretty cool, huh? And using that link also supports this show as well. And you know what else happens? Because I'm a good guy. You use my link, you will get 50% off for your first month. So visit the site, upload an MP3 file, and download your files, and that's it. And if you need anything else, you can use Podium GPT to generate articles and any marketing copy you might need in the Seconds, instant show notes, transcripts, chapters for your podcast or channel. This will level up that podcast. So check out Podium today.